0: Hello, I'm Robin and I'm Jeff. and this is the Hell Yeah Roller Derby podcast.
1: Hot on the heels of the exciting news, the next Roller Derby World Cup will be held in the UK. In this episode we're discussing organising big Roller Derby
0: events. Anyone who has been involved in putting on even a double-header game will appreciate the group effort that goes into arranging an event involving a number of teams.
1: We wanted to hear from someone who's helped make some great events happen to find out a bit more about what's involved. Back in Spring 2016, we spoke to Phil Hogden, who plays a big hand in organising one of the main events on the UK roller derby calendar, born Extreme.
2: Okay, so Eastbourne Extreme is one of, if not, probably the only outdoor roller derby tournament in the UK and possibly even Europe and maybe even the world. Uh, And it's a two-day tournament in the middle of the summer um, on Eastbourne Seafront in the most idyllic weather sometimes, most of the time, Mm -hmm. apart from Sunday mornings where it always rains. And um, we get to go and play two days of roller derby outdoors in front of thousands of people, literally just walking past. And we start at 9.30, we finish about 5 o'clock. And it's just, it's unlike anything else you'll do in roller derby. And we have skaters from all over the UK, Europe, officials. And it's kind of grown and grown and grown from four or five years ago when it started. Um, I've only been involved with it. It's probably the first year, actually, I've been involved helping out on the organisational side. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's what got me into wanting to do roller derby as a sport. So, oh, he's right, really. Yeah. So, so I, my, my wife played. Um, uh, my wife went to worked with someone that played derby here. Um, Emma uh, Bullet, our former captain, but head coach. So I, I did a couple of games here and then bits and pieces. But I went to Eastbourne Extreme one year and I watched a game with uh, a noise tank was in it and Boss Bear was in it and it was. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It was just fantastic. And I was just like, damn, I really want to do this. But I can't skate and I'm out of shape and I'm almost 38 or 37 at the time. Like, but then it kept my memory of that and I was like, I really want to play. And then I passed Min Skills, but I I couldn't play the the next time because I'd only just passed Min Skills um, and they'd already filled the spot. So there wasn't any, any space for me. <laughs> Um, there wasn't any space for me, so I had to wait another whole year. So last year was my first extreme playing, I played twice on the Sunday. I played in the men's game and the co-ed game. And the men's game we won against Surrey by about a point, point. Uh, and the co-ed game we got murdered by Portsmouth. <laughs> Literally murdered. It was it was a it was the most amazing Literally. game but also the hardest hour and a half of my life. But yeah, so that so that Extreme got me into roller Derby and there's a couple of other people in the team that saw it and got into it via that. So it's actually it's quite a cool thing that you know we we use it as a recruitment tool, publicity tool, but as a tool to also get people involved um, and get people down and have this kind of cool summer mini derby festival.
0: Mm. Great. Right. And what's your involvement at the moment? So, what have you been doing this year?
2: Okay. So this year, I've um, I, I kind of co uh, co-organising it. It's really it is a team thing. But Sarah um, Hesse, who. Um, Beachy case is uh, one of our refs. She, she's she been organising it for the last few years. Um, I've come in to help this year as well, because this year we're, we're going back to a format we did a few years ago, which is on the Sundays having mixed games of loads of different skaters. Uh, so in total we're going to have 140 skaters from all over the UK and Europe on the Sunday. Uh, that is somewhat of a logistical nightmare and something that you wouldn't want to stick on one person. So I've kind of focused on that and Sarah's kind of focused on uh, deals with the junior side but she also works on the um, the actual making the day run, I just try and make sure we've got enough people to get skating on the day, so I've been out forums and publicising the games and doing bits and pieces like that, um, you know, letting people know, I'm also on the marketing committee marketing director for the team, so that fits in quite nicely because I get to promote and do all the promotion for, for the event as well, so yeah, so mostly kind of promotion and skater um, badgering
0: yeah, cause you've been like all over the Facebook. Mm. All over everything, the Facebook. Everything, all over everything. the entire Facebook. It's um. Literally, it feels,
2: there was one point where we were trying to like fill some slots and I think I had, I was getting like 30 messages in like 20 minutes. And I work uh, a relatively sensible, respectable job. And um, and yeah, so um, yeah, so it, it's Facebook's an amazing tool. It's an amazing tool. And it really allows us to reach out to everyone and really get everyone involved um, and get, you know, just let people know what's going on.
3: Mm. You, I just wondered, you mentioned the number of skaters you were looking for, it was like 140, was it? Yeah. How many kind of applications for that did you get Uh, and what did you, how did you deal with that?
2: Okay, so we had like 220, about 200 skaters Mm. applying for games that were about 300 game places and we only had 140 spots. So we did an application form on Google, we did a Google Sheets form um, and we just put it out there and said look, here's the app, here's a date, come and apply. Then comes the hard part, and the hard part is you've got 200 really good skaters um, applying for 300 game positions when we've only got 140. Uh, And then I guess the issue is how do you select which skaters you pick for what games? Uh, Because we've got co-ed. Originally, we had a rookie men's, rookie women, co-ed, advanced, and then a boys' game and a girls' game. And um, but we didn't have enough men applications to make two games work because there was a lot of people that end up playing in two different, in two games, The men's were playing co-ed and the men's. We said actually let's just have a man's game rather than the rookie men's and the men's and let's have two co-ed because co-ed games I really like. I prefer playing co-ed personally um, and I think that, that can be quite exciting to watch. Mm. So we th- actually we can do that and then that way we can have more skaters involved rather than less skaters. Um, and what we did is, so Becca, a philosopher from our team, and Pettychoke Michelle, who's our head NSO, have been around Derby for years and they know everyone. And they're really good at knowing who skaters are, what level they skate at, and who would work well together. So what we did is we sat around as a, as a team, uh, all the people involved in the Extreme, and had a chat about that. And with their input, we were kind of like, well, actually, we'll put them in and them in. Now, obviously, I mean, some people didn't get in, um, but some people dropped out as well. So actually, we probably end up only having to let down 40 skaters overall, which is still sucks for those 40 skaters to get to play. But you were always going to be in that position when we had too many. Doing it again, if we do it again next year and do the same thing, we may just go brown paper tickets, 24 slots in this game buy your ticket, first come first serve. Mm-hmm. But we, we didn't, this year we said, look, yeah, here's you've been selected, you've got to the 4th of May to pay, please pay. Uh, some people did, some people didn't. I said I wouldn't chase anyone, but I did, cause I'm, I, I'm like, I think it's nice just to let people have another go to make sure they do. So, um, so that was cool. And you know, most people were good. Some people dropped out, um, but that's the hardest part. It's the hardest part. And you really need someone who knows skaters and knows players knows how different players work together because i would just put the coolest sounding names <laughs> or have i skated with this person once possibly okay they're advanced and someone goes no no they've skated one game they're a rookie okay so i don't really know any of that so that's why as a team and that's what it really is and i can't stress it enough it's such a team effort you need all those different pieces if you're going to put together a large event you need people that can organise the physical event you need people that can work on getting sponsors in which is something else we've done for this year we've gone for game sponsors so each of the five games on the Sunday have a company that have paid to sponsor that game um, we've you know we need people that can come and do fresh meat and help skate it out on the day so we need a load of people on the day we need to organise that fresh meat so we need to get some promotion literature to let people know we're going to do that um you know, we need people that know skaters you need people that can be organized we need marketing people because you've got to do banners and posters and and everything else and it, it no one person can pull that off mm. and in reality no five people can pull that off it's pulling from different people and a different skill set in the team thankfully half of our team seems to be designers or artists or, or people like that so that's really good um i'm good at talking BS so that works for picking up the phone um, Michelle and Becca and other people in the team know skaters so that, that, that's worked it does help that we've been doing this for five, four or five years now um, so people know what extreme is people want to skate people want to come down and people know it's a damn good fun two days of roller derby and a lot of people have said look even if we haven't got picked we're going to come down like with any roller derby tournament there'll be people that don't turn up and so my gut feel is a lot of people that come down might well get the opportunity to skate as well or some people might get the opportunity to skate twice I've said I'm only going to skate once on the Sunday if someone came up to me and said would you skate in such and such a game I'd probably say yes because I enjoy getting hit um, and yeah Eastbourne Extreme is a really good event for that so yeah it, it's such a team effort and it really only works if everyone pulls their weight and works together and you know that's I guess where having a good team of people you can trust to do stuff
0: and how many people do you reckon you're calling on to help out
2: i reckon i mean our the organization group is probably 10 people outside of that probably three or four um john Hesse, sarah's husband is our photographer Uh, everyone knows john um he's been doing stuff and speaking to people and you know it's I'd say by the end of it, there's a minimum just in the organisation, 15 people, probably more involved. And then beyond that on the day, there'll be everyone in our team, all of our friends, our family, fresh meat will be there to help out. We always like to do a a fresh meat a couple of months before. So you've got a few people that can actually help out. Uh, I did that first year, I was on cakes and teas and coffees. Second year I played and announced because we had no announcers that year. So I learned to announce extreme is very much also about being adaptable mm. <laughs> you know, you turn up to do one thing, you won't, you'll do something else I was turning up to, you know, just help out a little bit on the on the weekend and I end up announcing pretty much the whole when I wasn't playing um, so, you know, it's, it's it really is calling on everyone and, 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 you know, using everyone's skills and that's what makes it work, and that's what makes it seem pretty smooth on the day
0: but it obviously is a lot of work, a lot of kind of little bits of jobs that you're doing, like how how many weeks does it is the run-up to it and how much time do you increasingly spend?
2: So ahead we of the event? probably start talking about Extreme in January okay. uh, for an event that's in July. So in January, we're starting to talk about it, starting to think about it. And then by April, I think is when we started to put the skater thing out. So that's when it really ramped up. So we had a couple of meetings then, chatting to people then. And you know, in reality, i probably spend no more than an hour hour every couple of days on it there are peaks and troughs so you know we're all the skater applications and excuse me setting up the groups on facebook and getting the skaters in that and getting other people to do that is a lot more so some days you might find two two and a half hours a day in the evening or scrambling time at lunch breaks but you know in reality you know sarah probably is doing a, a good couple of hours every few days, I'm probably doing a couple of hours every few days, but we're in a bit of a holding pattern now, where all the key things are arranged, and I'm kind of going to be doing, probably will find I'm doing less, and Sarah will probably find she's doing more to get make sure everyone turns up on the day um, at the moment now I'm just chasing like sponsors for payment and stuff, which is the really boring part of the stream, talking to skaters is great, you know talking to people on Facebook is great doing that kind of thing is great chasing companies for money is boring. Uh, but it's yeah, you know, it's part of the job. And it's something we've never done before. It's had sponsors on the day. So, you know, we're we're trying to add you know, this year we're going to have a boot camp as well. We did boot camps last year, really good. So, Gin and Noise have said they do a boot camp for us this year. It's fantastic. I didn't even have to ask. They volunteered. Happy days. Um, and it's just yeah. So, probably probably Sarah will get a bit busier now and I'll probably get a little less busy but who knows something will go wrong or something else needs sorting out
0: well I was going to ask you actually what what kind of things might go wrong
2: weather the weather's the biggest problem because it's an outdoor event if it rains and every year it's rained on the Sunday morning about eight o'clock in the morning and we're there at half nine scrubbing the track with brushes um, it's our good luck charm actually because it always goes well after that but Every year, every year you have the risk of rain, and if it rains, yeah, everything's screwed. So you have to get a plan B. And we have a plan B, which involves here where you guys skated today at Causeway, and it'll be some kind of indoor sevens thing with short games and a tournament format and something. Somehow, uh, that bit definitely is not me organising it. Thank God. Um, but that, thats if if it goes wrong, we'll, we'll, we'll do that, and that's a hell of a mission. Because you get down the cage for 7.30 on a Saturday morning with extreme to put up, set the chairs up and everything else. If you then have to divert to somewhere else, completely different. Get skaters here, get kit here, get electrics here, get NSOs and everyone else here. And the hall is big, but not that big. If you've got 140 skaters, 40 NSOs, everyone that we've brought with them, that becomes slightly trickier. Touch wood. Um, we haven't had to do that and i'm hoping i'm not jinxing it because if i jinx it now and sarah hears this she'll kill me <laughs> if it rains but um but yeah weather's the big one everything else you can get over Skater doesn't turn up someone else to step in um you know uh dj doesn't turn up big deal i've got a spotify playlist i put together a couple of years ago uh, mics don't work hell you don't have announcers big deal someone doesn't turn up to do the cake stand someone else does the cake stand a team doesn't turn up to play, well, someone else plays instead. It, all that kind of stuff is fine. It's kind of day, you know, stuff that, you know, you overrun last year, we overran a bit. It wasn't a big deal. Bristol had to go back to Bristol. Croydon had to go back to Croydon. Um, but actually, Bristol were like, well, we don't care because we've got to play a really good game. And Croydon were like, yeah, we don't care. We've got to play a really good game. You know, those are the, the risks. But the big one is, is the weather. And if the weather dies on us, then we're in trouble but we have plan B's um, and that's got planning as well. So, so touch wood, it'll be fine.
3: Have a contingency plan. Oh yeah, I think that's <laughs> it. Have a plan
2: A, have a plan B and then have a plan C. Um, because you know, nothing ever goes to plan. If, 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 if you were uh, depending on something to go to plan when you run a big event, you're setting yourself up for stress. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to just know that some things won't go right and then you just roll with the punches. If it's a big thing, it's a big thing. If it's a small thing, you just ignore it and worry about it afterwards.
0: That's great. And I guess for you guys, what's great is you've got the reputation of the previous year. So you can call upon like, I remember that really fun event that you went to last year. Well, yep. we need help with it <laughs> this year. Yeah.
2: Goodwill, like everything in Derby, uh, goodwill goes a long way. When people come down to extreme, they get treated well, they get treated with respect and they get, you know, they have a good time. And we make sure that ethos runs through every second of that event. People come down have good times, Um, people are well behaved, there's no diva behaviour. We're very strict on that kind of thing. Um, Excuse the phrase, but it's just a a general no dick policy. and everyone adheres to that, and that makes it a great event. If it wasn't, people wouldn't come back a year or travel miles or spend the money. Because, yeah, let's face it, Eastbourne, height of summer, people are coming down, chopping in hundreds for hotel rooms and travel and everything else. It's not cheap. So people do it because they love it, and the reputation we've built up for it helps. And we work hard to keep that reputation. Make sure the marketing's on point. Make sure anything that goes publicly is what we want to go out, and that people see the event as... Well, it's, it's funny, that the image we're using this year for our event is of Hannah Crash, one of our skaters, um, laying down in front of the crowd in last year's game, which was from a timeout. It's such a brilliant image because it encapsulates her as a skater perfectly, but it encapsulates the, the event perfectly as well. It's laid back, it's fun, it's formal but informal so you know all the rules and everything else is there and we have some m- high quality refs and lso's but you know it's all done in a nice way and, and everyone has fun um and then you know after day one we have an after party after day two we go to the pub and have a beer and on monday we rest and about six months later we start planning it again
3: And um, you mentioned NSOs, and a um a friend of ours applied and am i right in thinking that you actually got? Uh, kind Of competitive application for NSOs in the end, like more NSOs than.
2: Think I, to be, if I'm p- perfectly honest, um, that's a side I don't have a great deal to do with. So, uh, what I should say is Petty, Choke, and Russ have dealt with all the NSO stuff. They're really experienced, they know everyone. So, again, it's that thing where. Um, if we, you have too many, you look at the application for them. They did theirs in a slightly different way. They had some fun questions and silly stuff on there. Tie breakers, I guess. But even yeah, even the NSO jobs now are oversubscribed and the refs are oversubscribed. It's that many people want to come down to the event. And it sucks. It sucks when you're not chosen for something you really want to do. And genuinely, we're really sorry for anyone that doesn't get selected. And it's just, it's just based on hard decisions. And, you know, everyone sucks and I had to send out the the, the sorry you didn't get places emails and a couple of people came back and I was like, I feel really guilty, I'm so sorry. But it's part and parcel. Um, In a way, I guess it's better being in that position than the other one. Uh, Even announcers, we've got too many announcers this year. I'm not actually probably going to get to announce this year because we actually have proper announcers this year. Um, It's just, it's going to be, I think this year is going to be the best one yet. Um, Level of skaters, the level of games the quality of officials, the quality of announcers. Um, I've been told we're gonna get some really good cakes again this year. Last year we had like the raffle to end all raffles. Um, You know, it's just cool stuff like that. But yeah, it makes me, genuinely something that we're we're proud to do as eSport. We're proud to put the time in and we love putting the time in. Um, And if it wasn't for the fact that the British summer is so horrifically short most of the time, we'd probably do something else. The other thing is, if I organise a really cool event, I get to skate at a really cool event. And as a skater, which is what I primarily do, um, that's what I came to Roller Derby for. I didn't come to announce or be on committees or organise things. Um, I just kind of fall into all of that. But I like skating, and I get to skate with some of the best players in the UK, and that's phenomenal. You know, I. It, as a skater, it picks up your game. I've done it a lot, I skated in Amsterdam yesterday with, with Team Dragon, with some amazing skaters and it just it makes you better. So actually, if I can organise a cool event purely for selfish reasons and get really cool people down to skate with, happy days for me, because I get to have some fun as well.
3: Maybe the lesson there is, if you're in a part of the country where there's no cool tournaments, you want the opportunity to skate in cool tournaments, Build it. Yeah. Build it for yourself.
2: Build it and they will come as Kevin Costner. Uh, Kevin Costner? Yeah, it was Kevin Costner. <laughs> Build it and they will come. Fill the Dreams. There you go. You're both far too young to remember that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I remember.
3: I, I, know. <laughs> I remember. Good luck,
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah. are you looking forward to Eastbourne Extreme
1: this year? Robin, I think you know that I am really looking forward to Eastbourne Extreme again this year. So much in fact that uh, I've already booked uh, accommodation for me <laughs> and you and our friend Beast um, because we stayed in this amazing little B&B a couple of years ago. And when we tried to book it again last year, even though it was really early on, every single room in the place was booked up and it is a pretty primo location. It is directly opposite uh, the roller derby cage where everything takes place. Um, and so I just did not want to take any chances this year. So yes, I will hold my hand and say I already have my accommodation booked for Eastbourne Extreme, which is not until July. And I don't <laughs> even care if that makes me a nerd.
0: <laughs> but yeah, well, we don't like we had, it was such a beautiful location and there's something just so joyous about just playing a game or like what Well, we were watching at the time and then like strolling across the road to our little B&B. You could like look out the window and see it all happening. And it was yeah. just, yeah. Um, it was so nice. Glorious. Whereas- and,
1: I, and the lady was so cute. It was like a little family run B&B with uh, a very good breakfast, which if I remember rightly, like we couldn't even eat uh, like, I don't know. Like, yeah I don't know if that was from excitement or like too much food the night before yeah <laughs> yeah
0: yeah because we weren't even drinking I seem to remember we all had reasons why we couldn't drink um, oh yeah I your... remember
1: that now Yours... reasons. <laughs> me being because apparently I look like a child yeah. uh, so much so that without a passport I cannot even get a hot pipe with my dinner in Eastbourne. <laughs> so I would say anyone who hasn't been to Eastbourne before, if you would like to have um, a, a little aperitif when you prepare, <laughs> take some I D because they are pretty strict.
0: Yeah. On yeah, bad times. Uh, but that was fine. We had a nice we had a nice meal, didn't we? We had a big meal. I seem to It remember. was lovely. It was really nice. Last year was also really nice and you um, I played, played last year. Last yeah. Year. That was really good. Yeah. So that was one one problem with our last year accommodation, which was about half an hour walk. Which and it was actually a really nice hotel, and it was yeah. like on the seafront and everything. But it was half an hour walk from the roller Derby bit, and I had to, I remember having to get up at like eight a.m. after like we'd all been out the night before, and like we'd only been for a meal and like had a few glasses of wine and stuff. And I'd like had to like really r- restrict myself because I knew I was playing. Mm-hmm. So I think I was playing at nine, and no wait, yeah. I must have had to get up earlier. I think I had to set off at eight from the hotel it was oh yeah it was horrible um I just like left you (laughs) you left you in the room (laughs) Then you went down having had a nice leisurely breakfast and then oh yeah uh, yeah that was good came (laughs) came to watch so yeah we we were like the
1: youngest people in that hotel by about 35 years yeah yeah we were yeah yeah I loved it it. yeah (laughs) it was
0: really nice I I would stay there again if it was closer but um yeah so how
1: was playing um outside as obviously all yes. the roller
0: derby at you extreme is outside yeah oh my god it's so good i mean it's it is good um although i really misjudged my outfit um so oh. n- normally i, I wear can't
1: what you were wearing
0: well normally I, I wear like little sports not little but like kind of sports shorts like, like um, b- bicycle shorts yes, type thing. exactly yeah. Um, I, everyone has them they're like the, the adidas ones that like are really cheap and um yeah so normally i wear those in like a normal indoor kind of bout or whatever mm-hmm. um and i was like i still want to wear shorts because it's outside in the sun and it'll be hot mm-hmm. um and i remembered last like the year before somebody had said something about denim's really good for like stopping you getting grazes if yeah. if you fall because it, it you know it's really easy because it's like i don't know is it tarmac or i don't know i guess it's tarmac like it's quite yeah. smooth but yeah definitely yeah. rig crash like very big risk <laughs> yes so i wore like denim shorts and they they weren't like short shorts they were fine but yeah massive greys on the thigh <laughs> like mm. someone just took me out and like i just like you know those ones that that, that hurt when you do it on a sports hall because you like skid across the floor mm-hmm. and then yeah um so, add some
1: gravel into the yeah mixing.
0: oh it was like i in oh, fact yeah. i didn't even i didn't even feel it that much at the time because i think the adrenaline of the game and you're just having fun and you don't really mm. think about it but afterwards i had like a big graze on the back of my thigh for ages blood so you yeah, managed blood.
1: to do it just like in the little gap between the top of your knee pad and your denim shorts yes and to also because to get a massive graze. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: and like I think it was also because like once I started to skid on the on the um, whatever it was the gravel, oh, like, it like dravel. peeled my shorts up <laughs> to make sure that <laughs> cool. it got the full greys right on the back. Um. So, but it was worth it because I got MVP in that game. Oh so, mate. What well uh, About that. Yeah. Well yeah. I, I just remember it. I was like trying to remember if I had any pictures of the um the graze to put on on like Facebook or something so that people could see um but then I remembered the only pictures that were taken were horrible horrible pictures of me holding my MVP certificate looking like I think I was just so shocked that I forgot to do like a a good face you know a <laughs> like face. a nice face <laughs> it's um, just,
1: you have like a zombie face it's just yeah
0: it's just it's not even like oh it's just hideous I couldn't even really like do anything with those pictures because I was like I just I don't even care like not obviously normally you look kind of sweaty and like not good but um it oh yeah atrocious so would
1: you recommend anyone who's like on the fence about playing or like applying to play eSpawn for the first time would you recommend
0: it um I mean I want to say absolutely not so that I can definitely get a place (laughs) (laughs) because it's quite competitive and I remember a few people who signed up for it um didn't get a place last last time it was very competitive
1: this year I remember although I would say one tip on that for people is although it, it was really competitive and like loads of people didn't get a place in the, when they were first allocated, they had a lot of dropout. Um, yeah, you just, just had to keep being on the ball and have yeah. your eye on it and keep, you know, keep your ears open and then yeah. jump on the spots when they opened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it it was... was a bit kind of ad hoc and it was kind of right up until the day they had dropouts.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I it was a shame that my game was it because what they did was because it's over two days and the first day is some games and the second day is some games but the at the end of the first day they have an after party because a lot of people don't stay to the evening of of the second day mm-hmm. um so there was like it was like there was the after party and then i was playing first thing in the morning the next day mm-hmm. so yeah. that was like so it was the like the rookie game wasn't it in the yeah. morning yeah
1: well, the rookie i think in comp- it was quite quite a spread of experience because you obviously yeah. were you know just past mint or anything no no i i would have
0: been what would i i i would have been probably three or four no i would have yeah i would have had at least three or four games under my belt by then Mm -hmm. um but yeah i did a lot of cherry popper games
1: um i'm excited to see what they do next year whether they'll kind of stick with this new format or introduce some new stuff yeah Uh, i they have lots of like fun stuff of i think this year again they had some uh, co-ed games and some men's games and some women's games and they have some junior games, right? Yes. To be, think so, yeah, um, that's so exciting.
2: Yeah,
1: it'd be fun to interview. Um, maybe if we do an episode on officials just interview uh, KT, who I think ref some of the junior stuff and really enjoyed yes. it. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, because
1: um, it's so a bit yeah. different
0: because some of the juniors don't do contact and some of them do, so the lines have to be, you have to be putting people on who do contact at, at the same time, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's, um, she was explaining it to me once that it's like, it's not necessarily ages, it's like these levels and it's like, first they just kind of, they can stand in the way and then it's like positional blocking but no hits and like, they kind of work their way through these um, levels of, of contact it sounds yeah it's sounds
0: yeah. really cool it's a really good system actually it's almost almost worth. it would almost be worth importing that system into um like adult roller derby because um, yeah it's a
1: really smart system good fun um, um but yeah. yeah i mean Eastbourne this this coming july is going to be a little different for you because you won't be coming from london with me and east sadly it's gonna
0: take me forever to get there. <laughs> yeah, oh, so is,
1: I, yeah. I hadn't really thought about like it's. It's what is so far away from the. Yeah.
0: So like when we <laughs> when we went last time, we got the train from uh, from London, and actually we'd had we we were really unfortunate with all the delays and stuff with the trains that we had, and that horror we had to get a horrible um, coach uh, rail rail replacement bus thing mm. that was just like from the seventies and like. Had... yeah all the way from where we even were we like uh, brighton yeah something like that um, It as hell <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah it was it was brighton wasn't it yeah that couch. yeah brighton but Ties we Mountain. had a beer so it wasn't so bad no yeah we well we had we had one beer in the station and then we should have packed more beers for the mm, for that the was journey, our but... only mistake <laughs> yeah um so i'm thinking i might do it in stages this time so i might i might come down to london um and then maybe travel with you guys um because i mean we'll see
1: i don't yeah maybe we could let that happen I don't
0: know. yeah 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 it's gonna Playing be cards right mm, yeah i hope so. <laughs> well that that would be nice if i'm staying with you i'd hope you'd be okay with traveling with me um but um yeah um so i might try and recruit some people from leeds to to come down and play because it would be really fun um, How is it going up in Leeds? It is it is going good. It is, there is some excitement that I have known about this entire time we've been doing the podcast, basically. <gasps> um, <Okay. laughs> that um, we have been fine, I'm finally able to talk about, which is the merger. So. I think if... Maybe if people remember back to the episode where I was deciding what league to join. Mm -hmm. um, And I sort of like... um, I couldn't mention it at the time, but during my first Hot Wheel uh, training session when I was just kind of trying them out and seeing if I wanted to stay there, um, uh, Jerry, the the head coach, kind Mm -hmm. of sat us all down and was like, okay, so we've been approached um, by um, Leeds Roller Dolls and uh we've been talking about um the possibility of a merger and everyone was like oh and i was like new yeah. to all of this and i was like oh i wonder if this kind of excitement happens every every <laughs> training session it does not um oh. but yeah so i kind of I've kind of known since since then that there was okay. gonna be well you know there's gonna be the potential of a merger so we all kind of um it was, it was a really strange system um that worked really well where we went to each other's training sessions for a few weeks um like on the choir so uh we we invited Leeds roller dolls to some of our sessions and they invited us to some of their sessions okay um so we got to know them a little bit um which was really good um and obviously behind the scenes they had um you know both both teams had both leagues had a committee um, and they were talking things through and like making yeah, sure. sure that we've we've got enough things in common um and then yeah and then we had a vote and i think it passed was it was something like 95 percent or 97 percent. so i suspect okay. it, it was one person maybe who wasn't out for the merger <laughs> oh yeah
1: um, like that would be the matter.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it literally would have been i reckon one person or maybe two people <laughs> um but no, yeah, it's, so it's, um yeah, and everyone else voted in favour of merger. So we're now Leeds roller derby. nice is, yeah. Yeah. that's been officially announced
1: on the on the tinterwebs and everything. Yes, it, it, it has, sort of yeah. It.
0: But yeah, it was oh. like insanely difficult trying mm. to keep that quiet. Um uh, yeah, I mean a I lot bet. of people definitely blabbed because <laughs> like uh you know, I'd he- I'd hear I'd hear people like I'd be at a thing and then people would be like, oh so you guys are um, talking about talking about merging. Uh, oh, you you guys might might have some news coming out soon. I love like, how gossipy the roller
1: derby world is. Oh yeah, no. well
0: yeah, exactly. Like it's just it's yeah, it's just too good news to like hold to yourself.
1: Yeah. I think it's big news. It's good news. It's like and it's quite uh, it is quite juicy because it just doesn't happen very much.
0: I yeah. guess like. Yeah, I'm so I haven't yeah. heard
1: of one lately. So. No,
0: because it's always the other way around. You always hear of, pe- of like people splintering off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm sort of like you know, there's it's got kind of a lot of negative connotations with like setting up new um, leagues. But you know, I'm all all for more roller derby leagues, really, um, mm. in general. But this was really nice because we were really like um, we we well. Leeds Royal Adults lost their um, training, their main training venue, the futsal in Leeds. And it was like such an amazing place. Like it had all the space they needed. They, you know, they had access to it when they wanted it. You know, they got Mm -hmm. all, you know, got all the time slots that they wanted and things. Um, And it is just, well, people will, people will know listening to this. It's just so hard trying to find you know whole space that people can get yeah. to and so we've we've always had the problem really well hot wheel have always had the problem that um the um the ven all the all our venues have been really hard to get to um mm-hmm. and it just it really stifles recruitment because God, yeah. like if if you don't have a car it's like a 45 minute bus from the center of town and not many people actually live in the center of town so yeah for me it's a big commitment like, yeah it's like two buses to like the training venue and stuff so we are still some of some of us are still like some of the sessions are still based there, but the, we're kind of based in a few locations now. Mm-hmm. Which is really good. Um, so yeah, they had the venue problem. We had a bit of a venue problem. Um, well, not we had all the space we needed, but um, sure. we we could do with getting better. Um, sure. And we have we have had like we had had a bit of a problem with um, recruitment, I guess, because mm-hmm. partly because of the venue situation. Cool. Um, and now you
1: have lots of people, presumably. Yeah,
0: yeah. so there's like, nice I don't know. Yeah, there must be like, oh, I don't know. Because there's like, now there's, um, so there will be there will be two teams. Although we haven't, uh, like the, the kind of um, rosters and like charters haven't, haven't been done for the teams yet. Which will mm. be quite interesting. So I'm just, I mean, I'm hoping, because I was on the B team at Hot Wheel. And I am hoping I'll still be good enough. To be on the B team, sure. At least, already. so there'll be
1: two teams, like an A and a B. Sorry,
0: yeah, A and B team. Yeah, then there's no a... plan for a C team at this stage. Uh, I don't think. I think we would technically have the numbers for a C team, Ooh. but I think um, I, yeah, I, d- I, don't think so. I think it's probably they want to concentrate on the A A and B at the moment. Fair enough. Um, but maybe one day. Yeah, yeah, d- I think definitely one day. Yeah, I think it's yeah. So we've got like an enormous number of people now which is just crazy so I've Ooh. met like so many new people in the last few weeks and everyone's so nice and it's and also people do things a little bit differently and it's really nice to, like bring like fresh ideas and stuff like that yeah it sounds good
1: um, it sounds like it's
0: yeah it like yeah good definitely experience. yeah and it's like I think like at scrimmages before we would always have a bit of a problem where like you would be on as a jammer it was really hard because you were on the track just so much and you just like mm-hmm. i found myself although i was probably improving i wasn't improving at the rate that i should have been because mm-hmm. weirdly spending too much time on the track was was making me worse because sure. i didn't have exhausted. time to, yeah i didn't have i didn't have the ability to use my brain properly and it's just so important really for roller derby in general <laughs> um yeah i'd be too it'd be like my body even if my body wasn't tired which it usually was my brain just like couldn't couldn't keep up so um yeah so now we um now I'm probably in scrimmages I'm on the track you know I could I could be off like one in every three comfortably and no one you Mm -hmm. know that'd be that'd be fine and a lot of the time that's kind of been the situation um oh sorry on one in every three obviously Mm -hmm. um so yeah um so yeah so I'm enjoying that and I feel like I've I'm able to like play a bit, bit smarter than I was playing before. Uh um, cool. so It's really good. So yeah, it's it's just Ooh. there's so much going on at the moment. Like I'm in the I'm in the PR committee uh, really? we had a PR committee meeting. It was really great. The people the people that I didn't know who I met at the, at the committee meeting were just like brilliant and yeah, and I don't know. It's 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 just it's a bit. It's not chaotic at, at all. because it's been really well organized. But it's just like there's so much going on. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's just yeah, it's it's exciting. So we've got um, team tryouts on Tuesday. <gasps> Good so, luck, Robster. Thanks. I'm, I mean, look, I think Jerry, who's the head coach, has been watching. Um, loads of training. Well, obviously taking those training sessions, but also been watching us when we when we've been scrimmaging. So he, sure. I don't, I don't think it's. It all comes down to Tuesday, mm-hmm. you know, our performance on Tuesday. Um, but I'm hoping that I do okay, and I just, I really want to be on a, a team. <laughs> that's, that's all I want. Yeah, to be on a team. Nice. Um, so um, yeah, and 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 I and I'd be very happy on the B team. Um, it just depends. I know because I'm a jammer. There are like almost fewer spaces if you're a jammer because, well, I like, I could block, um, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm much better as a jammer than I am as a, as a blocker. But I know who the other jammers are, and mm-hmm. some of them I think um, are strong enough to get on the A team. Okay, um, but it really depends how how they end up putting the teams together. and sure. So if if these, you know, there's a couple of people that I've got in mind that if they if they're on the A team. Then I will definitely be on the B team. But if they're on the B team, I might not be on the B team. Um so presumably they're building like twenty spots for each team. Uh, yeah, so they'll pick. Yeah, they'll pick. They'll definitely pick twenty people for the A team. Um, presumably they'll pick twenty people for the B team as well. Because I, I mean, there's there's in the competitive league there are enough people. I think they're. I think they they have nearly sixty people or fifty uh-huh. something people in the in the competitive. Um, league, so that's that's two two sets of 20 and some spares. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, presumably that's what's going to happen. Um, cool, fingers but, crossed, then, yeah. But, um, sure yeah. You're fine. you'll have to update on the next episode, yes. I will, yeah. Hopefully, I'll have made it onto the B team because that'll be just really cringy when I'm like updating everyone, like, oh, yeah, oh, so sorry, guys, I didn't actually make it onto the B team, <laughs> <laughs> yes, like um, really just like sad, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just really hard to tell as well, like, you see people because. Sometimes when you when you haven't seen people play before, um, they 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 seem like they're amazing, and you're like, oh, like you know, I don't know. It's it's hard to judge when there's so many new people. Like, I don't yeah, know. a lot
1: of unknown variables. Yeah,
0: exactly. So Ooh. fingers crossed. Okay. But you've yes. you've had some news. I understand as well. Uh,
1: yeah, I have. Um, I've had some news. My news is that. Uh, myself, amongst a few people um, at Croydon, have been moved up to uh, crossover with the A team, uh, yeah. which is quite exciting. Whoop, whoop. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, exciting. I- I'm excited. That I'm, uh, I'm n- uh, apprehensive. No, maybe apprehensive is not the right word. No, it is obviously exciting news. We um, At Croydon, we have a group systems. So we uh we kind of have these in-between stages. So we kind of have people who are pure just just do the rookie training, then people who are crossover and they do the rookie and the B team training, people who just do the B team training, and then people who cross over B and A. And then the final kind of top tier is people who just do the A team training in group one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the system that we have with these transition groups and yeah we've uh, a a kind of small group of us have been have been moved up um, I think with the idea of kind of getting as many of us as up to a high level as quickly as possible to kind of upfill into into the top top tiers so yeah it's really exciting I've got I'm under no illusions that there's still um, you know there's still a huge gap in my ability level between where I'm at and where and between group one like and that could be a very long process it's not unusual for people to be in group two for um like a really long time because mm. I think the feeling is that you benefit from the extra training of still being in both teams um so yeah that's and that's quite
0: to, that's quite yeah. a demand on your time you know I'm I, at the moment I'm training we train three times a week and I find that a strain um mm. but at least it's spread over in a way that like your body can kind of handle it. Whereas you'll be doing um B team a B team session and then an A team session all the other way around, is it? Um, mm. Yeah, so we'll Sunday. be
1: will be both. So Wednesdays uh Wednesdays won't be so much of a change because we scream every other Wednesday um anyway, but so I'll be doing a few hours on a Wednesday kind of now every week. Um and then just all day, Sunday, basically, all day. <laughs> so I'll be doing the A-team training for a few hours followed by the B-team training for a few hours. Um, so uh, it was quite funny. Um, Lucy, who, is, who has been a group two for a little while, was sort of like, uh, you know, welcome. Welcome to the paid. Now you guys will know why why by the start of the B-team training, like I'm, I'm pretty dead. <laughs> um, but I think it will be... It will be great. I think I learn every time. Every time I so on Wednesday I scrimmaged a bit with you know playing with the A team and you know I you, there are obvious things to be gained from being um, kind of the least experienced person. Like yeah. if everyone you're playing with is better than you and they're on your side, you um, you're learning from you're learning from the best in your league basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it does help, especially when you've got those very. Um, people who take charge on the track and they're very good at directing and if you can get very good at following orders I think the first step into kind of moving up to that next level I mm. guess
0: yeah definitely
1: um, yeah yeah so, yeah I mean obviously it's nice it's nice to get better and to get to the point where you feel like um, there are people that you're you're more advanced than on the track mm. but um, it, you know you obviously get to a point where you can't grow anymore like that and you have to bite the bullet and accept that uh, you move up and you're going to kind of be the worst again
0: <laughs> yeah 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 and that's just um and it feels like the... you've you've got worse I think like I, I, when I when I first came when I first went to Hot Wheel they because we have a, we had a different system in Croydon where we would uh the way we scrimmage you'd only ever really scrimmage apart from the odd rare occasion you'd only ever really scrimmage with and also against other B team people and the mm-hmm. A team would be the same um whereas at hot wheel when i moved up everyone just scrimmaged together so the teams were were you know the most experienced person on the same team as the least experienced person um which is like quite chaotic and um i don't know it's it can be quite stressful really if you're not well it i think it's stressful for, for both sets of people Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's good because the 18 people have to you know the really good people have to work twice as hard (laughs) um and you know that that builds them up because they can't rely on the their their teammates in the same way Mm -hmm. they might be used in the way they might be used to um uh, but it's really good even though it feels so horrible for like the weaker people um like i've you know there's been a lot of jams where like i've never really experienced like Having a whole jam where I couldn't get out, like a two-minute jam where I couldn't Word. get out, yeah, yeah. yeah and i yeah. like, and so I kind of experienced that for the first time, uh, which obviously, as you can imagine, is horrible. Um, <laughs> and so I had a few, I had a few situations where like that, where I, I was very used to being the lead and like I don't know, call, like calling it when I when I, you know, having just having control of the jam. Uh-huh. uh and like the powerless feeling that you have when you're not only not lead but you're like not lead by a lot like they are lapping you and you are <laughs> stuck. um it's it's just yeah it's just like a really unpleasant feeling and, and for a while I was like a bit down about myself and I was like oh I think I feel like I'm going backwards I could feel like I'm not improving um and it's only recently that I've realized all that is just is has been incredibly good practice
1: yeah
0: um, for sure so yeah and it's and it's brought I feel like it's brought my skills up so quickly um yeah um but even even though it felt so horrible at the time so it is worth sticking it out isn't it it's just it's just yeah uh, it yeah I think I remember
1: someone saying to us quite early on maybe like when we just started um being involved in scrimmaging mm. I think maybe it was it was Polly. we said something like oh you know I, like everyone's better than us, and she was like, That's basically just how you're gonna feel like playing roller your whole roller career. Like, so often you'll be playing against people who are better than you, yeah. Um, and that's just something you have to come to terms with, and you just have to, um, yeah, get better at roller
0: yeah. She, I mean, she's right as well. And the thing is, with Polly, is um, an 18 player who is Polly Filler, who some people will probably know and have seen play because she's very good. Very good. Um, yeah, and she is arguably Croydon's best blocker. Um, although, you know, actually you guys have got loads of really good eighteen blockers. But um she and and we we obviously admire her and think she's amazing because she's played in the World Cup and stuff like that. But I when, will be playing again yeah, Team West. Oh Indies. yes, yeah. Um but when she is playing in the World Cup with Team West Indies, she's playing against Team USA. <laughs> so even she, who we think is the most amazing skater even she is is facing you know opponents that just like could can absolutely smash her so yeah yeah
1: so that i think the lesson to take away from
3: this is just that there's there's always going to be someone who can actually smash you
0: so that's it for our episode on big events thanks to phil for talking to us and being an absolute pleasure to interview the theme music you're hearing right now is loophole fragment by silent partner used under creative commons license
1: as always any views expressed on the podcast belong to us and are not necessarily shared by
0: our leads if you've got any questions feedback or ideas for future topics drop us an email at podcast at or pop a comment on our Facebook page. It also really makes a difference if you rate us on iTunes, as it helps other potential listeners find us, and the more people that know about the podcast, the more time we can spend talking about Roller Derby.
1: Finally, thanks for listening. Keep an eye out for our next episode, but in the meantime, you can find our previous episodes and loads more at helegairrollerderby.com.
0: joke time okay. so I've, i'm doing something slightly different actually for this joke okay. um because it was sent in by one of our listeners <gasps> oh yeah we so have yeah okay. we do we do have listeners um so this it comes in from neil biggs who is a roller derby photographer um he's Big very good yeah, yeah yeah definitely Great check guy. out yeah he's he's made many a profile picture for me um in time so he messaged me some this one is my favorite so i'm hoping i hope you'll like it okay why don't kiwi fruits play roller derby i don't know what Why don't kiwi fruits
1: play roller derby
0: the jams get too hairy (laughs) hairy. and then he yeah and then he added like in brackets afterwards okay you'd skin kiwi fruit before trying to make a jam with them but who said jokes had to make sense (laughs) and i have to agree he's right he's very right Um, he's right and
1: i i also think uh the best jokes are the ones where you have to explain them
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah definitely so Um,
1: i think that's like like the first rule of comedy yeah yeah basically
0: yeah yeah. okay it's it's more the more explanation that it needs the the funnier it it gets yeah yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) Uh,
1: so you for that i mean that's that that's made the episode hasn't let's be honest yeah. yeah
0: yeah definitely that's that's
1: it's peaked peaked at the end <laughs> <It's pink>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>